Hey everyone, welcome back to Touche the Podcast. I'm David, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tally. Hi. Back for round two. We are back. Thank you to everyone who tuned into the first episode. We're loving the positive feedback. It means the world to us. Yeah, appreciating all those five-star reviews on Spotify, aka shout out to our parents and their multiple burner accounts for keeping us alive. Thank you, mom and dad. How was your weekend? You, you traveled? You were out of town this weekend. I was out of town this weekend. I went to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I visited one of my best friends. Okay, that's fun. What did you do Friday? Friday, we went to dinner. We saw some live music at this cute little local venue. We saw this guy named Justin Clyde Williams. He was really, really good. An indie artist who was cost $10 to see. Okay, first of all, no. He was more like folky. I wouldn't say that he was indie, but thank you for asking that. Is there a difference between indie and folky? I don't know. In my mind, they're the same. And then we went out to a bar. We got some... Fried Oreos, and oh. then we got donuts, and I just had the best time. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. Yum. Saturday, we went to high tea. Cute. Which was so fun, and we ate like little, little finger sandwiches and scones and drank tea, and it was just such a lovely weekend. Did they... Okay, you know what um, food I love at tea? I've never been to tea, so I'm acting like I've been, but you know, in theory... Okay, wait, let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you look like a cucumber, you... <laughs> you cucumber finger sandwich kind of guy. Is that right? That was basically a hate crime, the way you said that. <laughs> I do love some cucumber sandwiches. I mean, you can't go wrong. Unfortunately, they did not have those at high tea, which I was very disappointed about. Is that but... not like a classy tea sandwich? I think that's the classiest of the tea sandwiches. What food did they have? They had a lot of like quiche. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that sounds cute. And like a lot, a lot of desserts. Oh yeah. And then at night, her husband cooked us dinner and it was so lovely. We had a great time. And then we ate more dessert after that. A lot of dessert was consumed this weekend. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a good weekend. And then you flew back Sunday. I did. Yeah. So shout out to Sally. Thanks for the most fun little weekend in Charlotte. Shout out to Sally, listener from Charlotte, North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Love you, Sally. Friday night, I had like that, like stuff that I had to do, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that was resolved. No, completely. Um, anyway, after I was dealing with the ordeal, I finally watched the Teen Wolf movie on Paramount+. Plus. So my Friday ended with Teen Wolf in my bed. Honestly sounds perfect to me. It was perfect. Um, Saturday was fairly chill. I was in a mood for the afternoon. So as one, I mean, I'm a fire sign. So we're, we're both fire signs. We were both fire signs. I can't believe it took us till episode two to drop the fact that we're both Leos. But in classic fire sign, moody fashion, I need to take my rage out on something. So as one does, I went to the mall. I'm doing this thing where I keep this master note of all of my sizes at every single store in every single type of clothing. So that way- that's so smart. I don't have to order anything online. Wait, that's such a good idea. Yeah, I highly recommend. So anytime I see something online, I can just pull the trigger so easily. I love that. So I'm just like sitting there on my phone, like adding the sizes, walking out of the dressing room and I'm standing next to a bunch of other people anyway. So this person comes up and she's like, wait, do you model? And I look up with full confidence (laughs) 
as if she is talking directly to me. And there is like the most gorgeous girl in the world standing next to me. But I, I was not, I, I put my head up as if I'm like, yeah, of course this woman's coming up to me. I mean, how could she not be? That, that, that like shows you the state that I was in. Okay, wait. So you look up and she's talking to the girl next to you. Yeah. And I was dead ass two seconds away from being like, no, but like I've always thought about dabbling. <laughs> so I'm trying to get on the tollway and this lady cuts me off. And Rude. I am like, I have time today. Tr- being a little dramatic, like we're making eye contact. And then I look at the right side. Oh no. And she has this bumper sticker that says, live, laugh, love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that doesn't work, load, aim, and fire. Oh my God. I hope you slammed on that brig. <laughs> I stopped so quick. I was like, you know what? I don't have time today. I am, <laughs> she can go. I, when I got home, I was like, you know what I want to do tonight? Go out and dance. And you know what I did? You went out and danced? I went out and danced. I love that. I was like, you know what would be so fun tonight? While I go out is to keep a running note on my phone of every thought I have to share with Tally on the podcast. Do it for the pod. It was like one of those things. Once I was like a couple drinks in, I started telling people. Deep Eddie lemonade and water. That was my drink of the night. A Deep Eddie lemonade flavored vodka and water. It tasted like lemonade. It was so good. I wrote down that Tally's location only ever gives me a range. <laughs> so I must have been wondering what you were doing. Wait, can you explain that? Why is it okay. only showing a ra- Like, how do you know I was not so, where it said I was? On Find My Friends, um, I'll show you because my friend Margaret, hers always does this too. Do you see right now how there's a circle? Oh. And it's saying she's... And, and then it gets there eventually, but like I didn't have enough time to wait. Yeah. But yours was just showing that circle. It was so elusive. No, I was like, did you turn off your location for me? Which is fine. I don't no, have to No, I would know. never do that. I don't care if you know where I am. My next one is skill walking through people in crowds at a bar. Because I feel like I'm really good at navigating walking around a crowded bar. So how do you push through a really big crowd? See, the thing is, I just don't care. I just push. Okay. Interesting. And I know a lot of people are... Do you apologize as you're pushing through? Um, I don't think I've like ever caused a ruckus by pushing. Yeah, they're just causing a ruckus. On Oak Lawn? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you feel like you're good at walking through a crowded bar? Do I look like I would be No, good? you look like you'd be like, excuse I'm me. I'm so sorry. Can you hear me? I'm so sorry. Let me through, please. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, move. Somebody elbows me and I'm like apologizing to them. <laughs> yeah. No, actually. Though. Okay, so next time I'm at a bar, I'm going to go with you and you're going to lead. Yeah. That's cute. That's romantic. Yeah, I love okay, it. So then I said, should we go to Vegas? We absolutely should. It's 4.19 and my tummy hurt. And then, so I guess I went to bed at 5.10. Who knows what happened after 4.32. On Sunday, I went to the car show with my parents, which I don't know why I'm coming off like a huge car guy on this podcast. David's like a really big car guy. Like he revs his engine. Ew. (laughs) Yeah, my little Nissan Sentra. Beep, beep. My car literally sounds like a toy car. So anyway, um, that was my weekend. Excited to see what makes that edit and what doesn't make the edit. Now, what's on our minds this week? Did you know it's Fat Tuesday? I love king cake. King cake is really good. I did know it was Fat Tuesday. I thought that since it was Fat Tuesday, I realized I didn't actually know anything about Mardi Gras. It's like I we celebrate these things and I wanted to do a little bit of research to figure out what exactly it is we're celebrating. So I might be the only person who didn't know. You mean it's not just about beads and booze? <laughs> No, you'd you'd be amazed at the meaning behind it, David. I'm ready to be enlightened. Okay, a quick 
overview. So let me know if you didn't know any of this. So Mardi Gras is French for Fat Tuesday. Oh, I did not know. I'm already, already I've learned something new. I did not Same. know that. I know. I thought that when people are like, I always assumed Mardi Gras was like the week or the couple of days and then Fat Tuesday was Fat Tuesday. Right, I know. I didn't really know what it was either, honestly. It's best known as a New Orleans celebration of Carnival that leads up to Ash Wednesday. So tomorrow, February 22nd, is Ash Wednesday. The beginning of Lent. <laughs> the season of fasting and penitence during the 40 weekdays before Easter in the Catholic calendar. Since it's a holy season, devout people were supposed to go to confession, which led to calling the day Shrove Tuesday in medieval England. Shrove is for shrive, an archaic verb meaning to confess one's sins, especially to a priest. So David, Let's pretend I'm a priest for a second. <laughs> Do you have any sins to confess? Anything from Saturday that you left out on your note? I have, I talk to my parents about this all the time. I've always wanted to go to confessional. I feel like that would be such a good time. I'd be in there for like seven days. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to unpack that at some point. <laughs> Do you, have you ever gone to confessional? I haven't. Are you religious? No. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm overly religious in any way. So you're not? Should we be talking about this on the pod? Is this I, an okay? I think it's fine. Okay. We're not like recruitment. No. <laughs> Boys, religion, <laughs> booze. I've already broke all those. Yeah, truly. Blacklisted. <laughs> um, we love an alliteration here. <laughs> have you ever been to uh, New Orleans for Mardi Gras? I have. You have? I did go to NOLA for Mardi Gras my senior year of college. I drove. Oh my God. Such a nightmare, but a really great weekend. Should we go to NOLA for Mardi Gras next year? Yeah, we should. Sounds so fun. It I, does. I love New Orleans. New Orleans is a really cool city. So that's all I have for you. That's my fact of the week. Do you have any facts of the week for us? Yes. Thank you so much for asking my lovely podcast host. So staying with vocabulary and fun and not so fun tidbits, I saw this article that's trending on the New York Times right now. Ghosting orbiting Riz, a guide to modern dating terms. Ooh, I love this. The, um... I'll read the official official description. The way we talk about relationships has drastically changed in recent years. Here is a glossary of some of the most popular words and phrases you should know. So the first one is breadcrumbing. When someone consistently checks in with a romantic prospect, dangles the possibility of a date and keeps them interested, but never follows through with what they really want, a it's relationship. Messed it's messed up, man. You so see, you think people are just searching for attention and so they want completely Those little pieces of instant gratification it's like i don't want to be committed but like let's say on a saturday i want to pretend i have a boyfriend yeah that's, that's so let's go on up. a date but then i'm not ever gonna actually date you that's so lame yeah it's sad um okay so that's a common phrase that people use all the time yeah i knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow good for you do you have a gold star <laughs> um okay the next one is cobwebbing Ooh, I, I don't know what this one is. Never heard this one before. This act of self-love refers to purging any mementos from previous relationships in an effort to move on. Holding on to old fun phone numbers and pictures, Miss Boudram said, keep someone from being fully present and invested in their dating journey. That is so true. I'm like not a momento, momento guy, so I don't really have anything from previous relationships to give away, but... That is so interesting. I can see why doing this would help you move on quicker. I tend to hold on to things, I think, until I just have moved on from it. And then when I look back at it, I don't feel that same like love anymore. Yeah. 
Ew, that's no, that was so cute. Lame. That was cute. No, not saying because that was cute. Okay, um, no, I get that. So I like I have trouble letting those things go. I think, but not because I'm like pining for this person, but I just am a nostalgic person. I think. Yeah, you're also a huge, which I love about you. You love to take photos of everyone and everything. I do like to do that. And one time I sat behind you on the plane, and I could see your phone in the middle of the um, <laughs> oh my god we're and, just editing pics the whole time and you were editing pics like looking through all of your old photos and your camera roll okay that's really embarrassing the next one is cuffing cuffing is just um like cuffing season the yeah. season where people are getting engaged or whatever or mm-hmm. getting in relationships yeah cookie jarring oh oh this is so sad okay so breadcrumbing is just little pieces that people are leaving cookie jarring sounds like something i do not want to be involved in at all when a person seeks a relationship with someone else as a backup plan in the same way that people might reach for a cookie when they want an instant treat someone who is cooking jarring pursues their backup person when the one they actually want isn't available or has rejected them love bombing i love a good love bomb that's when you like shower someone with a bunch of love and affection at first and then take it away or what's the exact definition yeah, so the, actually the way that I was first exposed to the word love bombing was in my psych class when we were talking about cults, because a lot of cults will love bomb people to get them interested and join the cult. So Interesting. that's how I originally know the word, but New York Times defines it as lavishing a new romantic partner with grand gestures and constant contact, while also keeping them isolated from... F- Friends and family, here's the key part, in order to gain control in the relationship. Just kidding, then. I don't love love bombing. Okay. Yeah, so that second part is obviously, like, a really important part. Because I was going to ask, what's the difference, then, between love bombing and just being, like, getting more comfortable? Yeah, being infatuated at first and then growing into, like, a comfort where you don't do that all the time anymore. No, literally. But if you're isolating people, like, that's crazy. No, because that's where the cult is. Because it's like, you love me more than you can love, but don't talk to your parents because you love me. Right. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. That makes sense. Because literally, like, the first sentence, lavishing a new romantic partner with grand gestures and constant contact. I was like, oh my god. Like, I want to be love bombed. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Moving down, orbiting. What is orbiting? I have no idea. When someone has cut off communication with a person or they have made it clear that they are not interested in pursuing a relationship yet, they continue to interact with that person on social media, usually through views and likes. Okay, so the difference between this and breadcrumbing is you have overtly said to the person you're not interested. Yeah. Okay, but are you orbiting or are you just on Instagram? Well, like people will, people will always say like, oh my gosh, my ex is viewing my Instagram story. They must like me or they must still be kind of pining for me. And I'm like, are they? Or are they just swiping through Instagram and yours like came up next? Because I'm genuinely like wondering. I don't know. I live in a delusional world where when guys I like view my Instagram story, I like to think that they consciously made an effort, but I don't consciously make an effort to see a lot of people's stories. That's really, I've never heard orbiting before, but I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I like it because I feel like I can, we can use it a lot. Yeah, that's a very relevant one. It says, Dr. Jones said that a lot of people, often women in heteronormative relationships, the New York Times is saying that, not me can mistakenly interpret this as someone being intentional about their interest when it might not be. They can just be going through social media, sitting on the toilet and liking posts, she said. It can mean absolutely nothing, and a lot of time it does. That's what I just said. Yeah. Okay, so we're all on the same page about that. This next one is super popular right now. Do you know what this is? Riz. No. 
I only know what it is because it's really popular on TikTok. Wow, take a shot every time I say TikTok. No, seriously. Every time you say TikTok and every time I say baby. Popular on TikTok, baby. <laughs> um, This is a... So it's short for charisma and is commonly used among members of Gen Z. It's very popular on TikTok and refers to someone's ability to flirt with an attractive potential love interest. So the way they use it is it's like, oh, he has a lot of like riz with the girls or he has good riz because he's a flirt. Interesting. So it's just like just the energy you give off, the aura you give off. Yeah. Like that attracts people to you. No, it's like if I was flirting with you. I mean, I'm always flirting with you. Uh, True. Ditto. But if you saw someone, like one of your friends flirting with someone, and you'd be like, oh, her riz was good tonight. Oh. Or she has good riz, because she's good at flirting. Wait, I actually really like that. No, honestly, it's it's a good That's one. That's kind of cool. I'm ready for it to jump up to us. You have, like, really good riz. Thank you. Or were you just practicing? No, I meant that. Oh, my God. You do, too. Thanks, boo. <sighs> okay, so now that we got riz, I love that one. So this is our penultimate word on the list love that so this is the one that i want to call out situationship mm-hmm. you know you know what that is yeah and everyone knows what that is but maybe i'll do a one-liner for people who don't um a romantic or sexual relationship in which both parties do not communicate clearly to define their status so i have a question situationship the word became really popular in recent years but did we not just, when we were in college, call it a thing? Like, you know, when you were like, oh, they have a thing. Oh, yeah. I guess it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, we started calling it a situationship. I love... Well, did you not use... Well, no, because like a thing, you would think that... I th- if there's going to be a tier yeah. of titles, yeah, I feel like you would be situationship and then thing would be above it. Oh, really? Yeah. I... Because having a thing, you're really... you're. DTRing. You were defining the relationship. Wait, are you serious? If I DTR'd and we DTR'd to a thing, I would be like, are you kidding me? Have you DTR'd to a thing before? I don't know. It's been so long since these... <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing you out. No, but... Okay, but you used to be like... in Okay, in college when people for formals, you'd be like, oh yeah, she's taking him because they have a thing. Yeah. Which... But we, yeah, but you wouldn't say like, but they're not, she's taking them because, or he's taking her because they have a situation ship. No one would say that out loud. Well, now they would. You'd be like, like oh, yeah. you would, you would say about yourself that you're in a situation ship, but you would never refer to other people like that, like publicly. Yeah. But would you refer to yourself that you were in a thing? I'd be like, oh yeah, we had a thing. Yeah. I would probably say that. Right. But that doesn't mean you were dating. No, that doesn't mean dating, but that's a part of the tears, you know? Okay. I see. We can agree to disagree. Okay. I view a situationship is as the new version of a thing. Okay. No, I get. I get your perspective. Yeah, but yeah, it's fine. You can agree that you, you think it, a thing is a step up. I may be standing alone here. You may be. You, I usually am. I I feel like I like the verbiage of a thing better. I do too. A situationship just is like cringy to listen to. It's so cringy. Also, it makes me feel worse about myself. Like yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm in a situationship. Like grow up. This can be confusing and lack the consistency and support that comes with a defined relationship. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Very confusing. Um, okay, so for the last one, soft launching. The best example of soft launching, in my opinion, is when two people are out at dinner and your friend posts like just his or her hands on the dinner table. Oh, I see. And so you know that they're out with someone that looks... The vibes are giving romantic. 
you're slowly trying to introduce the idea that you all can be a thing. Social media is involved in everything, she said. It's like the third wheel of the relationship now. Ain't that the truth, baby. It sure is. Honestly, those were some good words. That was really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Just call me Dr. Love. (laughs) I will not be calling you that. Okay. Can we talk about music next? Um, yes, please. Okay, so I I don't know if you are familiar with Lil Yachty's new album. Truly, I didn't know he had any songs past Broccoli, but... <laughs> so I just wanted to bring this up because it's been a hot topic lately because it's a bit... The way people view it is a bit polarizing. Some people love it, some people hate it. Um, he's kind of defying, defining it as a non-rap album, like alternative psychedelic rock. And I really like it. So I was just curious how you felt about it, but you haven't listened to it. So (laughs) I mean, I will say him describing the album as alternative psychedelic rock and you being like, yeah, I like it is straight up your alley. I don't know how to interpret that, but I'm going to take it as a compliment. Is it the Let's Start Here album? Yeah, it's that one. He was trying to, I guess, push the boundaries of rap and do something a little bit different. And some people really love it and some people really don't like it. I It got me thinking and I realized I didn't know who your favorite artists were and what your favorite albums were. So, lay them on me. I have to go first? Yeah. That's not fair because mine are so embarrassing. That's better for the pod. Okay. So, you asked me to come with my favorite albums. And albums. So, you said albums. Let me... Plural. Well, okay. I'm not even on the plural yet. Album, not songs. Yeah. I, albums are in artists. If you have a specific song that you love, you know what? There's no structure here, David. We say what we want. Okay. I came structured because what I want to say is I'm a song boy. Like mm-hmm. I love a good single. My music taste is all over the place. So that's why I, I came with answers. Okay. I love that. Yeah. It's hard to find like a no skips album. Yeah. But I found two. I was on the Katie trial yesterday and I was like, let me listen to the two albums that I'm going to talk about on the pod all the way through. Wait, that's so cute. You do such good research. This album, every song I love. First time I was exposed to this album was my mom playing it in the car like every single day of my childhood and like all of her friends loved it. I've gone to this artist's concert. The Come On Over album by Shania Twain. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, this is no skips. No, no skips. skips. That's a good one. It has Honey, I'm Home, That Don't Impress Me Much. Man, I Feel Like a Woman. I actually posted this album to my Snapchat story on Saturday. Okay, it's such a great album because it's you can use it for a pregame. You can use it for a walk on the Katy Trail. Yeah. It's a great pump-up album. Yeah. Gives you confidence. It's a great... I love that. It's a yeah. great choice. Icon. Queen. Yeah. My next favorite album is Metamorphosis oh by my. Hilary Duff. Yes. Okay. That is seriously one of the best albums ever. I, I think it was like the first CD I ever got. So yesterday, Come Clean, Metamorphosis. But they have Sweet 16, which was the theme song of Sweet 16 on MTV. I love Hilary Duff. She said she's never going to make music again, but... Sick. Yeah. So Hilary Duff and Shania Twain are both artists that I actively listen to. How many do you have? Four? Well, honestly, it was it's really hard to choose because I could probably pick like 20. You're and some so of them were... <laughs> Some of them are really annoying, but different genres here. Mm. So first one, punk rock. I guess 
I guess that's how you would you would describe this, but good Charlotte. Oh my god. The Chronicles of Life and Death. Before we get into that, I just want to say this this tracks so hard because my contact photo for Tally on my phone right now is literally a little emo seventh grade Tally with swoopy bangs and like I think you're taking like a sideways angle picture smiling <laughs> at the camera. So David, I had so much angst back then. Had so much angst. <laughs> have so much angst. Honestly, I still love Good Charlotte. We were clearly having different childhoods with you jamming out to Good Charlotte and me screaming Hillary Duff. <laughs> Both good childhoods. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So love that. So that's my punk rock. Mm. But also I probably have like 10 in that category, but I only picked one. I know, um, that, was, I know that was hard for you. It really was. Thank you for, you know, noticing. Um, Another album that I loved was more classic rock, I guess. You could define it as this. The Best of Bread. You know Bread? What? Yeah. Um, I have no idea what you're saying right now. <laughs> it's just a really great compilation. Yeah, we have different music tastes. Okay, moving into like hip-hop and rap albums. Mm -hmm. No Skips, Hands Down, Forest Hills Drive, J. Cole. Yeah, I'm honestly not a huge J. Cole fan. Okay, well, that's where you and I part company, my Although, friend. So, which album? Um, Forest Hills Drive. I know that I am not standing alone on that one. That's one of the no. best rap albums ever. No, you're definitely not standing alone. Which song? Oh, No Role Models is on that? I know that song. Yeah, great one. Okay, this looks good. And then Control by SZA. I liked SOS way better than Control. SOS is really good, too. But you give off SZA vibes. Thank you, I think. Yeah, I'll take that. I, I would take that as a compliment. So Good Charlotte is your like top punk rock artist? Well, I mean, from childhood. I honestly uh, uh, Wait, loved... do you listen to... Who's, who's like now? I haven't listened to as much punk rock lately, but there's been some newer artists, but I loved Brand New. Did you ever listen to Brand New? I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh my goodness. We, do, we have such different tastes. Anybody who has listened to Brand New, please send us an email at touchethepodcast at gmail.com and tell me that I'm not crazy. Show me the money. We're back with show me the money. More like show me the subscription service because this week we have another news article about another subscription service, not for a car, but for something all of us also probably use. According to CNBC, citing our sources here, Meta is rolling out a new paid verification subscription service for Instagram and Facebook users. So Meta announced a new paid verification subscription service called Meta Verified. CEO Mark Zuckerberg said Sunday, good old Marky Mark, for $11.99 a month, so $12 on the web, and $14.99 a month on iOS. Confused on the price differential there, but users on Instagram and Facebook will be able to submit their government ID and get a blue verification badge. So similar to what Elon Musk was trying to do with the whole Twitter thing. Uh, Zuckerberg commented, this new feature is about increasing authenticity and security across our services. It's launching in Australia and New Zealand this week and going to be in the U.S. and other countries in the coming months. Something to note is businesses are not currently eligible to apply, so it's truly for 
the individual users on Instagram and Facebook. When all of this drama was happening with Twitter and they were changing everything, so you have to pay $8 a month for Twitter Blue for a badge. Twitter just changed this week that you have to now pay $8 a month to get two-factor authentication. So if I wanted to log in and then have it send me a text as well with a code to log in, I have to pay $8 a month for that. They're making you pay so people don't hack your account. Yes. I mean, that's the same thing that Meta's doing here. Yeah. Did Mark not learn anything from Elon? Do you think that there's people out there who want to pay $15 a month so they get a blue badge on their Instagram for on their phone? I mean, maybe. I'm not in that market at all. Like, do you think that celebrities, their teams, will pay $15 a month to show that they're verified? Probably. I kind of feel like 15 is not enough. Because... You think so? Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of these influencers, D-list influencers, are gonna would pay way more for the clout of being verified on Instagram. But also, don't you feel like the value of it, it will be so... Being verified is going to be so devalued because anyone can do it for a cost. Completely. I mean, that's how I feel about Twitter right now. I mean, they tried to change the verification color badges so that everyone who was verified before was one color and then people who bought it were a different color, which is kind of embarrassing for everyone who bought it. Right. But, I mean, the verified badge on Instagram used to hold clout. Like, you were like, right, oh, exactly. this is a real account. Like, if I'm DMing this person... Or this brand, this is brand verified. Right. Do you know what the steps were previously to get verified on Instagram? Great question, because I do. So previously, one, I want to point out that it didn't cost money to be verified on Instagram. And it was the same process where you had to show your government ID, but you had to provide enough information that you were a notable individual. So having a number of followers or... Like, I mean, if you're a famous person, I'm sure throw in your IMDb or if you're a meme account, a video explaining that you're a real person, this is what you do. Basically, the thing that changed now is almost anyone because the notability isn't in the new subscription service. Interesting. So anyone can just pay. Yeah, because this isn't for businesses. I mean, for Facebook businesses, I see the point of being verified and they're going to stay verified. But now your grandparents could be verified on Instagram for paying $10 a month on the computer. You know what? That's what Mark should charge us for. Oh, you want to access people's birthday information? Five bucks a month. Oh, 100. (laughs) I would legitimately pay that. No, same. That's worth the money for me. Oh, that's so crazy. I didn't even think. Okay. Meta needs to scoop you up right now. So something else to note was that in the article, it references Elon Musk, obviously, and it notes... Musk has been open about his intent to eventually remove badges from Twitter accounts that were verified prior to the Twitter blue launch, but Meta will not make changes to accounts that are already verified as the company tests its services. So everyone who's verified on Instagram already shouldn't be afraid that's going away. However, I be- I mean... Let's be real. Meta is probably following the exact same steps that Twitter was doing. And Twitter at first was like, we're not going to remove anyone's verification. Right. Fast forward a couple of months. And now they're like, everyone who's not paying gets their badge removed. Right. So, of course, if I'm Meta, I'm going to be like, no, everyone stay calm. We're not removing your um, verified badge. But I... I bet they... You hear it here first, folks. I bet you in like... Four months, we'll be on air being like, everyone's Instagram badge who's not paying is being removed. 
David is going to predict the future here. Completely. Like. Yeah, I bet you're right. It's going to cause quite the ruckus. Which is definitely a bummer, but like, do you think huge companies will pay this? Our podcast has 15 followers and I would pay for this. <laughs> okay. So. If anyone sees the Touche the Podcast Instagram with a verified badge in a couple of months and you know that we're paying for it, just don't ask any questions. Show me the money. <laughs> Going back to your trip to Charlotte this weekend, you flew there, right? I did. And for, you know, if you know, you know, but for those listeners, lurkers who we don't know, hey, by the way, Tally and I work in the travel industry and have the ability to fly all over um, on standby. So traveling is a passion, a fun activity, and probably something you're going to hear a lot about on this podcast. Given, I mean, Tally's the only one who's traveled this year, but something that has been called a serial killer trait of mine is that every time I travel and get in a hotel, I have to unpack everything and put it away. Are you, are you the same? I actually feel like that's an angel trait, not oh. a serial killer trait. Do you do the same? Is that what you're saying? I do. It just starts your trip off right. I feel the same way and I can't live out of a suitcase. Everything is wrinkly. I also pack in a certain way and it just throws me off if everything stays in there. It smells like smells like the luggage in the airplane. David and I thought it could be fun to give some travel tips for packing a carry-on because everyone knows it is a rookie move to check a bag. That leads to rule number one, which is pick a really great carry-on. And David and I actually both use the Away suitcase. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Rule number two, take advantage of the respective airline rules, whatever airline you're flying, of the bringing the personal item on the plane. Yeah, what's your go-to personal item? Like a backpack. Same. Rule number three, don't pack any more clothes than a week's worth. So figure out where you can wash your clothes, you can do laundry somewhere, but don't pack more than a week's worth. I have personally taken my carry-on on an eight-day trip mm. and didn't have any issues. Yeah, I mean, that's like, what, 10 pairs of underwear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's truly what the basis of that is. That's that's what everyone's not saying, right? Like, right. do I have enough clothes? Unless you're going to a cold climate, you definitely have enough clothes. It's right. more, do I have enough pairs of underwear to make it through? Luckily, the Away has a great compartment for stashing away the 30 pairs of underwear. <laughs> no, I'm definitely one of those people who's like, oh, two-day trip, 20 pairs of underwear. No, literally same. So pack clothes that can be layered. Makes sense. Be selective about toiletries. Be selective about footwear. Obviously, the toiletries need to be a certain ounce size to get through TSA. Everyone knows that. I'm not going to bore you guys with those details. Don't pack the crazy heels if you're not gonna be wearing them that much, you know, be selective. Use packing cubes or things to compress your clothes. Do you use packing cubes, David? Okay, so with my Away bag, I also just bought packing cubes. So they're in my possession, have not used them yet, but I'm very excited to dive into that world. Once you finally take your first trip of the year, you'll have to tell me how you like them. Oh, I'm sure we'll all be all ears. This penultimate <laughs> tip on the list here, I actually have not had success with this, but 
roll instead of fold. Do you roll your clothes or do you fold your clothes? I fold. I mean, I would love to be able to roll. I tried it once and I couldn't, I just didn't get what was going on. Yeah. I don't really get it. I've heard this is something they do in the military to save space. Have you heard this? Yes. Okay. So apparently it works. I have not had success. And the final tip that we have is wear what you can to the airport so you don't have to pack it. You want to bring a floor length coat, wear it. What's the most ridiculous outfit you've worn to the airport? Honestly, I'm more into the athleisure vibe, so I wouldn't be wearing something crazy, but I've definitely worn like a big puffy coat to save space or something. Mm-hmm. What about you? I haven't worn anything crazy. Um, I've worn a suit to the, I've worn a suit to the airport. There's, there's a special je ne sais quoi to wearing the suit on the plane. That really is in line with the name of our podcast. Oh yeah. I'm throwing out all the French words. Yeah. I love it. It's like a 22 baby in a suit. Every, nobody was saying like, wow, look at that guy making deals. They were like, whose bar- child just left his bar mitzvah and flew on the plane. Um, thanks y'all for tuning into episode two. You can follow us on Instagram at touche the podcast and Twitter at touche the pod. Also find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, anchor.fm. If you feel so inclined, feel free to rate us five stars if you're liking what you're hearing. It really helps us feel good about what we're doing every single week. Also submit any questions. Please submit some questions to touchethepodcast at gmail.com. No, that's not fair because you're in control of the bloopers. So obviously they're going to be swayed towards me being aggressive. (laughs) Little cucumber boy. No, I do. The most embarrassing. <laughs> I just literally spit all over this mic. Oh, oh my. Let me tell you that 60% of these things cannot be shared. Mom and dad, if you are listening, please plug your <laughs> ears. I'm from Chicago. I love Portillo. So I drink pop. Okay. Once again, David, that is not how I talk. I'm cutting that part out. We're cutting that. You're We're cutting that. You're cut. <laughs> Yeah, we're cutting this. (laughs) No direction, just vibes.